So we managed to make it another week. This is episode three of the Golf Performance Podcast. I am introducing myself again. I'm one of the co-hosts, LeBron Palmer, and we also have... J.J. Wood, uh, golf coach. <laughs> no, J.J. Wood is the science behind uh, um, the things that science. you see. I'm just, I'm an educator, you know. <laughs> well, science is education. <laughs> I know, I'm not smart enough to understand the science, so, you know, I just know what cause and effect is in golf. And, and as you can see, we're both um, in pretty good moods because the Sooners are 4-0, just obliterated Texas Tech <clears throat> in so, Lubbock. So I'm mean, wondering you. why, after watching Jalen Hurts, an average quarterback, you know, while he's at Alabama, and now he's Heisman front runner, why wouldn't every quarterback coming out of high school want to go to OU? I think that's what's going to happen. I, I even heard a rumor that the kid from UH, Derek King, I I heard that too, wants to go to OU. Now, what year. do you think about that kid? I mean, or Dana Holderson? I've had one run in with him, and we'll talk about that later. But uh, <laughs> but. You know, they're what, one and three or oh and three? Um, or, one and three. So you just quit on the season? Well, we'll see. I don't so know. So he's claiming to be hurt? Or well, what? he did get hurt, though. Uh, he had a legitimate injury. What, during, what is um, it? Um, I think it was a shoulder, something okay. like that. But they, they, I mean, if you had to think about it, Joey Bosa, who plays for the San Francisco 49ers now, he well, yeah, sat he out. Yeah, he was at Ohio State when I was there. He sat out a whole year. No, it was his brother. Well, the, the the one who just got drafted sat out a whole yeah, year. Yeah, the to little brother Joey. Joey plays for my Chargers. He, he Chargers. Which one plays for the Niners? Uh, I, the little the, brother. The little brother. Bosa. Okay, but but he sat out a whole year, so I think it's going to be a trend for guys. But, uh, you know, I I understand that. I think you should play for your school, but you know, his life livelihood is on the line. Like he sat out to make sure he could take care of his family. Yeah, and he was getting beat up because they were getting beat to shit. At, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's at, true. Uh, UH. So. All right, so Jalen Hurts, he's the Heisman front runner. Um, he broke the OU record for the first half of passing. Every every new quarterback breaks every old quarterback's record every year. So is it Lincoln Riley, or now Baker's been playing? But Sam good. Bradford was uh, with Heupel, right? Yeah, Sam Bradford was. No, was no, 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 he was Leach. No, no, he was. No, Heupel. he was Heupel. You're right. Yeah, because yeah, right. that was when I was there. Yeah, he was, was with Heupel. He hung it. He was a golfer. He so is it? So is it just OU in general? We just know how to pick a quarterback. Yeah, and we don't. We're not very tough, so we can't play defense. We're, no, play we're defense? tough now. Hey, we're tough now. We you play defense. We're right the, at OU. <laughs> we're we're the 40th ranked. That's um, better than the 118th out of 118 or whatever. The 40th ranked defense in the country. So like, we might have a chance. I, we'll see. When do we play Texas? Couple um, weeks. Play Texas October 12th. Yeah. October 12th. Um, in Dallas, and to me, I think if that's a if that's our litmus test, well, we'll see if we play down or play up. You know, Texas always kind of gets us. Well, they're pretty good this well, year, I but think OSU is the game usually where we play down. I, we're better we've than lost the to Texas when they're like five and seven, True. you know, and we're True. like we True. still made the playoffs for I don't know. It's, it seems like it. Yeah, so uh, you know, we're we're in good moods as Sooners right now. You know, with um, our football team doing well, and then of course. We've got the Shell Houston Open, or no, no longer the Shell. No, what is it it's, now? It's just the Houston Open for the second straight year. Who's, it, who's the sponsor? I, it, actually, Jim Crane now. So the, it's the Astros Foundation. So it's uh, not. It, there's not a big sponsor on. No, it. last year it was just Houston Open, no sponsor. Now Jim Crane is in charge, but it's going to be a golf club at Houston. Okay. Uh, next, well, it's, they play Vegas this coming week, and then the week after uh, they're yeah, in. Yeah, uh, they're in Houston. Houston. So. Yeah, around here it's all about the Houston Open because pre-qualifying starts Tuesday. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and then the following Monday will be 
the uh, actual Monday, Monday qualifier. qualifier, and then Thursday will be the first round. Nice. So we've, we're finally getting some decent weather. Mm-hmm. It's not um, 100 degrees with 100% humidity. Mm-hmm. If we can get past Tropical Storm Karen that's out there. Where's that at? I haven't right been now watching. it's near the Bahamas, so we can get past Is Karen. Is going to hit Florida? Um, well, they don't know where it's going to go. Some people say it may go up the Gulf. Mm-hmm. Or some people say it may go up the. You're like you the know. jack of all trades, master of none. Huh? You <laughs> of know course, it yeah. All. I don't. I don't know anything all the way through. <laughs> yeah, I always, I always have to have one friend like that in my life. You yeah, know? I'm that guy. Yeah, you yeah. can, you, you can you ask, can ask anything, me anything, and he can give you the surface level. <laughs> yeah. Now, if you want me to go in depth on anything other than finance uh, or okay, golf betting, so you're an expert. Yeah, I can't do anything other than that. But if yeah. you want to know, oh, betting. I've never won to like outside of golf. I've oh, never won to bet. I, I can't. Can, I can get anything. you set up. Um, I'm in so many. Um, football pools that you could think of. Have you ever won um, any? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I'm. I play in against the spread. You're like my buddy. I was actually just showing you on Swing Catalyst with the nice stream. Yeah, He's yeah, telling yeah. me how great he is at poker and blackjack. So we play a tournament out in Lake Charles where the <laughs> casinos are. He's calling me nonstop because I don't get. I've learned like I'd never won, and he's like, I, I need some money. Like I, I was like, I thought you were so good, and you had like twelve hundred dollars. He's like. Yeah, I know, but I just haven't gotten to the good part yet. No, I've lost I'm my twelve hundred. Like, so <laughs> let me tell the difference between card players and sports gamblers. All right, in sports gambling, we know that we have no control of the outcome. People who bet cards, they think they have control of the yeah. outcome. So I, I tend to think that if I'm playing cards or something like that, that's just for fun. Gambling with sports, you can actually make some money. Well, like, card. I mean, you see that World Series of Poker. There's obviously science or uh, yeah. There's know. some guys who are just prolific at it. I, mm-hmm. I'm not. But if you think about golf, for example, you know now, especially with all the stats that are available to you, I can know if a guy puts well on bent grass greens versus pole greens. Like okay. I can know that. And if I go, yeah, but it's freaking golf and putting. Like, but 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 that gives you at least a barrier to start with. Golf, like, are I'm, you good at golf betting? Because that's gonna I'm be the hardest. I'm good at golf betting also. Because no, I mean, that's the easiest. Easiest. I beat Phil Mickelson round one of the PGA. No, no, no. Let me tell you why. I, I can't even crack an egg. Golf betting <laughs> is the easiest because you can bet different things. Like you can get a group of guys that you know are gonna make the cut. That's one. You bet. don't know. Most of the time, I mean, you know. Tiger Woods in 2000, you know, 90, 99 to he 2008 <laughs> or whatever. But, yeah, but now I guess Dustin's pretty close making a lot of cuts. Brooks is hit or miss. I yeah. mean, Brooks makes it, I guess, finishes 60th. But, but you may not even pick those guys because the odds are going to not be in your favor. You, I mean, you're going to lose money betting on Brooks to make the cut. But you can pick, like, when these young guns were winning a lot or making the cut. Uh, like Colin Markow. You were getting great odds mm-hmm. just for them to make but the cut. But Matt Wolf. Missed couple cuts. Or yeah. he made cuts. He made cuts. Then he won. So, yeah. I mean. It, you just got to keep riding him. You got to keep riding him. And that's <laughs> what it is. So, and, and again, I, this is um, lunch money that I'm betting. It's not like I'm out there trying to make my mortgage. mortgage. No, not at all. Not at all. So, but but thinking of the Houston Open, um, what, what's kind of the process, you know, questions that I get from the amateur side we only see the big names often. You don't know about the guys who are carrying their clubs in their car, driving from place to place. Maybe um, I've even done where I've donated to guys before who are trying to get mm-hmm. their card. I actually let someone stay with me when I lived in um, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, someone stayed at my house during a tournament before. Uh, like maybe give some people what that process looks like for the guys who aren't Roy, aren't Tiger, aren't yeah. you know Brooks Kepka. Well, that, that's what's so hard about golf is, uh, you know, in every other, well, every major sport, uh, basketball, baseball, football, you you get drafted if you got talent or you can, you know, have a tryout and you're not paying to play, yeah. right? So in golf, when I was playing professional 2009 for about nine, six, nine months, 
you've got to pay your entry to every event, and it's basically organized gambling. Maybe you should play mini tours because <laughs> you pay thirteen hundred dollars, and there's a hundred guys paying thirteen hundred dollars because they don't have big sponsors, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, I, I remember the last mini tour gateway tour event I played. I I think it was around twelve hundred just to enter. Then you got the travel. Yeah. And unless you live in, you know, either. Look, you know, I think now Houston had, you know, the Adams tour, yep. uh, Phoenix had the gateway tour. So if you didn't live in one of those two cities, you're going to travel there. Um, you got those expenses. And then if you make the cut, so the last tournament I played on the gateway, I shot five under for two rounds. They cut to the top 30 and I made the cut on the number. I was wow. like T wow. 24 or something at okay. five under And the course wasn't a major championship course, but the year before that I qualified for the U S amateur. And I think two under, got in the u.s amateur on this course and that's crazy low scores yeah for, and I, I, yeah. I i think i was co-medalist and i shot 64 70 wow. but 64 70 would have put me like 15th place you know in the mini tour event because yeah. yeah. there's so many good players like your buddy you talk about yeah that you know how many years i mean he's is he our age um no creel is probably yeah yeah he's probably 28 29 29 so he's been so it took him six years to get to a major tour the web yeah, yeah to or get to, uh, corn, corn ferry and you're unless you're making you know unless you're a top 25 guys which will get your tour card you're not even able to pay your expenses because what do you make one hundred and eighty thousand? probably so yeah and so you got your cost of living you got your travel 30 weeks how much money is that yeah you that's know? a lot of money and yeah, then yeah, yeah everything else life throws at you so you got to have a good 50 to a hundred thousand extra money uh, extra dollars in your bank to yeah to play many tours without the financial stress so what does it look like getting into a tournament like the houston open then so you mentioned because I was confused. You said there's a Tuesday, then a Monday. Yeah. Or? So, so there's so many good players now that okay. uh, the PGA Tour had to start a pre-qualifier, <coughs> excuse me, to the Monday qualifier to weed out. You know, there's guys that they want to say they played a qualifier. They'll sign up and say they're one handicap. I think is what you got to be to uh, enter. And they'll go shoot at 98, you know. But that could be and nerves. then they'll be banned. No, I played with one of those guys who shot 103. <laughs> and he shot a 58 on the front side. And I handed him his card. I was like, I can't keep track. And the rules official was trying to get him to withdraw. But he wanted to play. He couldn't reach the fairways out at Cypress Wood. And he <laughs> supposedly shot 45 on the back. So we just let him, like, 103. <laughs> like, you got last by 15. So whatever. Yeah, he cheated. yeah, yeah. But he didn't shoot 45 on the back. It was probably another 58. But um, you got a, a few guys like that. Then you got a lot of good mini tour players, golf instructors that are good. Um, and you got to shoot, you know, under par to get through the pre-qualifier now. Okay. And then, uh, and then, so they'll have two pre-qualifiers, one here, one in San Antonio. So they'll take about 20 from each. Okay. So uh, now, it, like, luckily last year I was exempt to the Houston Open, so I didn't have to go to the qualifiers. But the pre-qualifier – I think it was like around 69 at like a Cypress Wood. Uh, and then the Monday that I, I don't know what it took at the Monday last year, but the Monday the year before, it took 63 to get in a playoff. Wow. On a wow. par 72. Wow. Pretty, pretty good golf course. Like it's not a chip and putt. It's over 7,000 yards. It's tree-lined. I mean, guys are going low. Like but, that's but low. But that two years ago, it was the week before the Masters. So you had so many tour guys and European tour guys that couldn't get in. And so, yeah, makes that, sense. it was like a PGA Tour field. And I was the last tee time. There's 220 guys for four spots. And I was the last tee time trying not to look at my phone because I know the scores are low. Like, you got, you know, it's a PGA Tour event on a, 
uh, just you know, good country club golf course. You yeah, know? it's not set up not, for not, a PGA. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and these guys can shoot nothing. And so uh, I, you know, I'm putting my phone in my bag before I tee off. After I get my scorecard and I check it just to make sure it's on mute. I see a text from my brother, and it's LOL six or sixty four is a number already. Huh? <laughs> I three putt the first hole from ten feet to make bogey, and I turn my caddy. I was like, should we, uh, should we just go in? <laughs> but then when I make the turn, I'm like one under, you know. Okay. So I got to shoot uh, eight under. I've never shot twenty eight on nine. <laughs> you know, and so all the other you just see them like ants from all over the golf course. They're checking the yeah. the board, and it was sixty three. Was a playoff. If you're not six under, you know, with a few to play, you know, you're they're all walking oh, in. That is so and stressful. And so you know, I I kind of didn't play. I don't remember what I shot seventy four or something. But I kind of just enjoyed my back nine no after doubt. I didn't birdie any. And, yeah, and made a few doubles. And so the the field hasn't been completed yet, but. When it is complete, I'm going to – what we'll do on this podcast, I'll tell you how I'll look at the field for gambling. I'll okay. let you know. I'll say hey, – Well, you're, gonna, you're saying, you know, those rookies or, you know – That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. there's going to be a lot of there's guys. There's going to be a lot of those yes. guys. It, hopefully we get, you know, Jordan. He's a Texas guy. He may. Yeah, yeah he, he, may, he hasn't he may. played yet, so maybe yep. that'll be when he starts. Uh, Brooks Kepka's involved with Jim Crane in doing so the, he may come doing Memorial Park, but he may wait till Memorial Park next yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. he may, you know. But we'll get uh, some guys. We'll get some guys. It's going to be you know a fall series event. It's not going to be the week before everyone trying to get in the Masters. Yeah, you know, I plan on going win. out there Thursday. Like, yeah. so I want to go out the um, first round. Um, to me, the first round's a little easier to get because Saturday, Sunday, starts gets busy. Yeah, so, well, have you ever been to the Phoenix Open? I've never been to the – and I want to go. What tour events have you been to? Um, TPC Sawgrass. I've been to the players. How, was that, how did the crowd at TPC Sawgrass compare to the crowd at a Houston Open? The More buttoned up. But was there a lot more people? Oh, no question. TPC Sawgrass, I mean, it, I was, now, now I work there. So mm-hmm. I, I worked for the PGA Tour. I don't know if I even said this on the Yeah, the I podcast. used to work for the Houston Open. I okay. think I hold one record. I'm uh, only employed <laughs> than, than played in the Houston Open. I got <laughs> one record, record in life. No, in so, golf. you know, the TPC Sawgrass has two courses. It has the Valley and Stadium course. Mm-hmm. So you'll, you'll fill up even people that – can't get tickets to the event because it's always sold out they'll try to like sneak on the valley side and walk over to the tpc side like it's it's weird yeah houston opens crazy i mean i i get i i love the change of memorial park and what jim crane do you think that'll be better okay okay zillion times like that's motivating me to practice i want to get back in because I mean, it was awesome playing in the Houston Open last year. But after playing the PGA Championship, and now I'm doing it for fun. You of know? course. And so, you know, whatever. But it felt like a junior golf tournament. It felt oh, like wow. Compared to wow. the crowd size. Oh, I could agree. Yeah, because the crowd the size out there is course, incredible. Yeah. The golf course isn't set up at Golf Club of Houston for it. They built it for a PGA Tour event. So it's man-made one. I'm not a fan of the, you know, just put water here and OB here. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not natural. But – Two, it's not good for spectators. Basically, it's just good for parking. True, and, and true. it's got well, a lot of room for fans, has, but the fans aren't going to yeah. go, so it doesn't even matter. You can go to, like, hole three and 11 and see a couple holes. But you're walking all – like my mom, you know, I was asking the people if we could get a shuttle, so she'd have to walk because a mile to number two. Are. Yeah, yeah, they so are. You can watch one of, so people stick around one and 18, but you're out there by yourself. You are you feel out there like by you're, yourself. you're just yes. playing – you know, which it was still a fun event, but Memorial Park, what I hear the redesign, it's going to be kind of like Quail Hollow, where the nice. players, where they're cut down a bunch of trees in the middle so that you can have all the beer stands and you can watch a bunch of holes. 
and it's uh, I I hear good things, and it's downtown. I mean, yeah, it's you're gonna, gonna be have the skyline. Yes, yes, you're gonna yes. have people that are able to go from the bars to the exactly. you know get a little more action going. Like I think Phoenix that's gonna Open. be the best thing. The location of it is gonna be the best. Thing. It's gonna be yeah. awesome. And I was I a agree. fan of Memorial Park before, and they're completely redoing it. But it's gonna be a good, a way better natural design than Golf Club of Houston. It's nice. just a big, man-made. Let's put make it hard here, and it looks so <laughs> awkward. And that's why I made. That's what I'm blaming my poor performance. I, on. And and yeah. now that we're working on uh, my um, poor performance, we had our uh, next set of drills and next lesson set of lessons two. for the 90 day challenge. So just to harken back to what we talked about before, we did my setup. We talked about the turn, and then you also gave me some drills with the focus band. And yes. focus band allowed me to consider how I breathe, my breath pattern, and then also realize that I wasn't really focusing. <laughs> so we learned a lot that first. Yeah, yeah it's not where anything. you didn't even understand the concept of calming your mind. No, not at all. It's all it is is meditation, really, the same principles of just breathing and call, relaxing your mind, right? Definitely, definitely. So we did now today, we had an opportunity to go through the swing analysis yes okay give people an idea of what they'll see when we put out the video because we will share the same video like we did with the focus band Mm -hmm. give them an idea of what they're going to be looking at what you were focusing on with me and then i'll give some impressions on what i thought yeah so uh we did the the video analysis of your swing position so uh lesson one we focused on the you know the core of your swing which is a turn you know because the turn the setup and the turn dictates a lot of those swing positions so you made a lot of progress so you actually did your drills i did my drills yes but he still had you know some tendencies um in most amateurs they you know roll it inside you made some good progress with the with the turn so your swing positions weren't as bad as i saw with my eyes last you know, last lesson. Yeah. Uh, but you're still rolling it inside, getting real flat on the backswing, which the golf swing most of the time is cause and effect. So you'll go, if you're inside, you know, people think they should get inside on the backswing so they can hit a draw, be inside on the downswing. But the, the club gets heavy, you know, fl- in a flat position on the backswing. So then they reroute it over the top, steepen it, and then they got to kind of back up out of it and don't don't use their body to hit her correctly definitely, so definitely so you had just the basic kind of amateur flaws so we worked on getting the club in front of you with the correct wrist angles you know getting the club up and then uh that you know is going to lead you if you use your normal you know pattern of then going over the top you're probably going to be over the top now coming down because you manipulated it good from inside to over the top yeah and that's probably where and some of my impressions just from that the drills probably make the most difference. Like that wall drill that you showed me, yeah. to me, will probably be the best thing for me. Well, you know, most people take lessons on a driving range, and then they're going full speed, and they're getting front. One, you're losing uh, confidence because you're going to hit bad shots whenever you're making changes. You don't have the timing for it, right? Definitely, definitely. So it's all about changing your movement patterns and your muscle memory. And so inside, if you can slow it down, with a heavy club, have something feedback like the wall drill, uh, the tension band. We put a club on the ground so you could see the hand staying, you know, inside the club and the club head staying outside. You know, and they'll see it on the video. Probably sounds confusing, but no, you we'll want to you want to yeah. rehearse that. One, you, you, step one is getting your brain to understand what we're trying to do, and then number two is making your body, you know, your brain uh, translate that to the body movements, and then you can go make swings and put some tempo and timing to it. Then you'll hit it better. But most people don't hit it great after their first lesson because they have no timing for it. Even if their swing position positions are better, 
they don't have timing, and any sport timing is the most important. So definitely, definitely. Um, so if there were um, just a couple things that in what you saw from me today, would you say it's not shallowing the club so much on that backswing we that, talked that's about? That's the uh, no, you shallow it on the on backswing, backswing, so you steepen it so you can't rotate through. Got it. Okay, and you're two hundred. 80, 300 pounds, <laughs> I don't know. But imagine if you could use the body to hit the ball. I mean, your swing speed was a 7 hours already 97, and that's just your hands, you know, and arms <laughs> swinging it. So PGA Tour average I showed you is 90. 90. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But you're not compressing it like they do. You're still compressing it some, so yeah. you're hitting it pretty far. But imagine if you do it properly and hit it with your, your big muscles, you're going to be, one, a lot longer, but two, you're going to be more consistent because if your body's turning the club through, your hands aren't going to twist. Definitely. But definitely, if you're definitely. going steep and then have to dump the club, stall, flip, or you guide it, you know, that's why everyone's so inconsistent, you know. So the things that I kind of took away from that, you mentioned the takeaway, having those hands outside versus inside. Like No, the hands See, see, that's, so your why, brain that's, doesn't, why, that's why we're talking through so it. That's the, the club the head of. outside the hands, but club you're not reaching hand. with okay. your hands, right? And then steeper shaft. To the top of your swing. Okay. And then the, all we're working on is backswing. But I allowed you with the wall drill. If you want to start turning down, you can, can lay the shaft on the wall or the club head to and start. use the body to swing. Yeah. Through. And okay. it's confusing when you talk about it, but you re, that's why I like students to go home and re-watch the video from the lesson because it's confusing. And then uh, write me a little summary on your Coach Now profile. I will do that. I, uh, I commit to, to writing the iconic a summary. profile. I, I, um, I, I commit to writing on the iconic profile as well. <laughs> so I, can, I, I know how this works. <laughs> yeah. So if you can, it's like you need to be a student of the game. People, the best golfers in the world understand their swings. Of course. They're not always the best coaches because they just teach how they do it, right? Of course. But they understand exactly their cause and effect and their tendencies. So that's why they have a team of professionals analyzing stuff, and they're, they're studying their stats where they got to, you know, work on different areas of the game, but they also understand their swing positions and what, you know, if they're blocking it to the right starting out the round, they can, you know, if they're thinking clearly, breathing correctly, yes, yes, then yes. they can be like, oh, yeah, I do this, let's check that, and then usually they'll get it back on track. And what's the thing with a heavy stick or a club? Like you, you've mentioned that a few times to me today. You said it, you know, here just a moment ago. Well, what, what's, what's too heavy? I mean, for me, I, I mean, I can well, pick up this whole bag of stuff and it's not heavy. Yeah, well, if you're altering your posture, you can't stay in your posture and all that. Got like, it. it's too heavy. But I, like I told you in the beginning of the episode, I'm not that smart. So I don't know the science behind it, but I know <laughs> when it's heavier, it's heavier and you go slow and exaggerated, it changes your feel way faster. Everybody just grabs their seven iron and goes, oh, I'm going slower, but they're going still fast. Like, exactly. And their brain doesn't even understand what they're trying to do. Just like I do an impact drill. Matt Wolf, he he did it like in his pre-shot routine. Yep. But it was way too fast now because he's been doing it since he was ten. But a lot of people show me what impact looks like in a static position. They they don't even know what it looks like. So how are you ever really gonna achieve it if you don't know what impact's supposed to be? So okay, yeah. Okay. So when you go slow, exaggerated, we're trying to change muscle memory. So we're doing exactly. the opposite of what you have been doing, and that'll change way faster. So it's good you're busy traveling. You can change that yeah. and not lose your confidence trying to hit balls right away. I'm sure I'm going to tear my ladder or my bicep doing it. I mean, it just looked up. Well, then you can see our TPI professional. Uh, that is true. Right? That is true. We so, can do all of that. Yeah. So before we close it out, um, I wanted to talk um, just about fashion because I personally think that I'm the uh, most fashionable podcaster, especially when it comes to shoes. Like I have the best 
golf shoes possible. Yeah, I've got five pair of Jordans now. I thought he was showing me something special, these new Jordans. I was like, I've already seen No, them. yeah, I've got five pair now. And then I also um, am looking at some exclusives that might be coming out. So another thing that we'll post is y'all got to keep up with me on the fashion side. I mean, I may not beat you in golf. But I'm definitely Pretty much got everything shoes. else in life, I guess. No, no, no. I can't run anymore. So it's not like I, I never could run. I could. So. <laughs> in Little League, I was a center fielder. I could run then. Then I took a break. Now, and did I you have a gun, it. though? Could you throw it back from um, center to home plate? I could, but it was like a moon ball. It would go. Because ah. I thought I was impressed. And then uh, actually, a guy from the golf course, I was watching his son's game. I was like 12. Yeah. And I was all impressed. I threw it to home plate. And he was making fun of me the next day at the golf course. Because he was throwing it. Guns. <laughs> it went straight up. And I was like, I got got to home play didn't i hey golfers are athletes also so yes. just we'll, we'll leave it there so anything you want to leave the um, people with today before we close out episode three uh, i guess related to the golf uh tip is you know when you're working on your swing positions trying to change slow it down get a mirror check have something for feedback and don't just go work on it full speed on the range or even slower on the range do it indoors go outside be an athlete Agreed, and and I work on tempo. Outside. And I'm gonna leave y'all with I'm I'm close to being the um, best golfer over 275 pounds in the country. So that that's what my goal is. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, you're the only one I know. Pounds, so I'd say you're the best golfer I know in the country. <laughs> and that's been episode three of Golf Performance Podcast.